welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and this is our 100th episode, Eleganza Extravaganza. Woo! Yay! Slay mother! (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're not problematic. Oh, you know what? I'm going to just say it now. Instead of everyone going by their names, because it is an Eleganza Extravaganza, you all have to say what drag queen or king you are today. Oh, we have to come up with the drag decided. name now? Right now. Got it. No. Tired Betty. <laughs> Tisha, you're first. Oh, okay. Hi. Uh, this is Noah Dickey. And if you play your cards right, I might have to change my name. Noah Dickey. Good one. <laughs> Thanks. Hello. My name is Tequila Mockingbird. And I am here to slay. This is not a Roll Gay's best friend. Race. <laughs> you need to go immediately to drag race. So fluid. <laughs> Hi, my name is um, Betty Tired, and uh, I will show up for an eight o'clock show, and that's about it. <laughs> you only brunches. Hi there, I am Timothy Chalamet, and <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> And yeah, I just don't understand why Blue Hydrangea won. So we're just, we're, that's where we're at right now. Because she played the game. Rue just wants someone to be cutthroat. She's been begging for it since this lipstick shit. You don't like it. Chris, your drag name, because you said you were Chris the DM. I did. Is that your drag name? That is my drag name. It's just Chris the DM. Oh my like, God, like Bob the Drag Queen. Yeah, Chris exactly. Chris in your DMs. Mm, slide in my DMs. Okay. <laughs> oh, I had someone ask me if I would put a pie in my face for money. Did you uh, say, say yes? yes? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, of course. We're not straight people. Like, that's not weird or kooky to us. Okay, calm down. Right. How much? Who's asking? Right. Can I get in on this? <laughs> <laughs> I also have friends who would love to put pies in their faces. Could we? Yeah. I got a plethora of people. How many do you want? I just want to know how much they were willing to pay you. Oh, they didn't respond. Oh, well, that's that. Kind of made it seem more like a, a little fetishy question. And then I was baited into answering. <laughs> <laughs> Real glad I brought this up. <laughs> so today, uh, today we're doing our 100th episode. So it's a big special day. We wanted to discuss a few things as opposed to going on with our storyline. But first, we have an icebreaker question as always. And Jonathan, I believe you've prepared this. I did. Um, yeah. Hi there. I'm Timothy Chalamet. Oh, sorry. And <laughs> um, I will be going over uh, just a few little things with you all today. I just want to know how you all are feeling about the the season so far. So for our icebreaker this, um, I guess this afternoon, give me the first thing that comes to your mind, be it a feeling, emotion, or phrase when you hear these uh, words. So it doesn't just have to be one word, but make it, you know, make it quick, make it cute, make it snappy. Here we go. We're going to start with uh, Katie. Mm. Tell me what you feel, think, or whatever when you hear the word Edith. Up, mom. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Okay. uh, Barsanti. Mm. Well, that's Chris's name. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Next. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. One point, Katie. She's right. It's the thought that I have. Okay. Uh, how about this one? <laughs> Dirty 20. It sounds like a really good drink. 
I didn't play D&D, a dirty 20 would sound like a really good drink. Ooh. Actually, you're mm-hmm. on something. Is that what we have to do? We need to come up with a role gay role play drink called the Dirty Twenty. Oh, yes, Chris, you could put it on your disc on your on your TikTok. I will make a Dirty Twenty. Oh my God, it has to have pickle. Oh, does it have to have pickle juice in it? Anyway, stop. Oh. It has to have <laughs> crushed up Oreos in it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, gross. Brandon, it's your turn. Hi, that's me. Uh-huh. <laughs> What do you think or feel or whatever when you hear Cleo? Republican. <laughs> I resent that. And what about this one? <laughs> you bet. I can't cuss. Uh, Tisha. Uh, 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 wrestle, WrestleMania. I think Tampa. Tampa's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. As someone who lives in Orlando. Okay. I didn't say I'm better. We're both trash. Okay, fair. Okay, and last one for you. How do you feel or what do you think when you hear role intimidation? I, oh, role intimidation. Yeah, I don't know. I think of the eye patch. I think of Tisha's <laughs> fucking conning Chris into an eye patch with an intimidation buff. <laughs> Oh, the the Benny story. Yes, yes. I love that one. Just bullying okay. him into giving magic items. <laughs> it wasn't a bully, per se. It was using words to get what I wanted. <laughs> Great. She finessed the eye patch. <laughs> Tisha, your turn. Mm-hmm. What is your feeling or thoughts when you hear Cherry? Uh, Shirley Temple. Oh. Ooh, I love that. Okay. How about this one? Uh, Katie. Cold. <laughs> okay. Emotionless. You live in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Devoid of affection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and lastly, what's your AC? 732 moose. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> What is oh, Wait, I don't know. You... you said quick fire answers. That's what came to my head. I guess. Yeah, I did. I kind of did leave you lead you up north to Canada. That's, so, OK. Yeah. yeah. It's about 60 miles, right? Isn't that what we figured out? All right. And then finally, for Christopher, mm. what do you think when you hear Humphrey? Oh, cursed cookie. Cursed cookie. I'm here for that one. Um, Brandon. Harem of cat boys. Oh my god. That was the first thing I thought. I'm sorry. I wish. <laughs> and then finally, natural one. <laughs> What's the funniest way I can hurt you? <laughs> I'm here for a little bit of pain and torture, so I stand. Um, yeah, that was that's what I had. I didn't put anything for myself because I was like, I'm answering the question, so like it doesn't matter. Okay, I'll I'll do you. Jonathan, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear Humphrey? I immediately thought, like, come tears. Mm. Okay. And then when you hear that one. Someone's about to die. (laughs) Okay. And then last one, natural 20. Someone's about to die. Do you want to just go ahead and go over my questions, Chris? Or no? Yeah, we both prepared questions today, so let's have at it. Keep going. 
Why not? Yeah. So I would like for all of you, um, I guess this is uh, Christopher exclusive. I would like for all of you to go over and introduce your characters like it was the first time. Starting, I guess, with, uh, yeah, we'll start with Edith. Okay. Let me grab her real quick. And then Chris, you can just explain florals in spring. Why wouldn't you explain florals in spring? But it's my question. All right. So Edith wins their... (laughs) Edith Windsor after is named after Edith Windsor, whose whose gay marriage led to the federal legalization of gay marriage for us all. She is a cleric. She is a has a homebrew subclass, which is called Vigilance. She is a wood half elf, and she's very mama bear, and is a twin to another character playing in this podcast. I love that. Uh, I did not know you were a half-elf at all. Mm-hmm. Does that play any part in your character? For wood half-elf, it just means that she's quite, f- she's faster, and it gives her, let's see, fey and- ancestry, so she can't be put to sleep by magic or um, be charmed. She has an advantage, or she has advantage on saving oh, throws okay. for being charmed, and she has dark vision. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll go with uh, Brandon. Can you explain uh, Humphrey? Humphrey is the sibling of Edith. Humphrey Evan After is a half man split directly down the center, half cookie on the other side. One being basically the happiest childhood gingerbread cookie with a huge smile and gumdrop buttons directly adjacent to just a very broken man you can tell has had a hard life he disappeared at a very young age from his twin sister and was kind of banished to the fey wild where he lived a majority of his life in the forest kind of surviving on whatever herbs they could find to eat so you know they made it that's all that matters can you explain like how did you get the name humphrey or was that just like humphrey that just fits it came as a pun from Happily Ever After, so I tried to kind of mold that into a person name. Nice. I like that. I almost went with Harvey, but that's my dad's name, and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing that. <laughs> Especially with the stuff that Humphrey does, it'd probably be a little weird. Yeah, and my dad's half cookie, so he'd probably take it personally. <laughs> 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 I hate you so much. Okay, uh, Cherry, can you explain your character like it was the first time? Oh, for sure. So Cherry is from the Fey world. So she is a young girl in a whole new world that she hasn't ever experienced. Um, And she also um, turns into a werewolf. She doesn't have a temper problem, I don't think so much, because it generally involves people kicking her. Oh, Humphrey (laughs) enjoys kicking this small child. By request. Yeah. At at my request, Humphrey uh, will kick this small child. I mean, there's also like little to no hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> and Cherry is a tank. I don't know if you've ever met like an actual eight year old, but they just have so much energy and can absorb so many blows. <laughs> Makes sense. Indomitable. I can absorb so many blows. How many eight year olds have you hit? Oh, but like I te- used to teach skiing, right? And like kids would just like take these tumbles that would. As an adult, really, like, fuck me up. But, like, they're elastic. Bones aren't, like, really hard yet. Kind of, like, bounce all over the place. So, like, wait, what race is 
Cherry? Cherry's a halfling. Halfling. She is okay. a very... I don't know if she'd be a tiny wolf then. That's something we didn't even think about. No, 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 no. No, she's a big wolf and a, t a really tiny kid. <laughs> Perfect. Big, dirty feet. In human form. Yes. Exactly. Perfectly clean mm -hmm. as a wolf. Mm -hmm. I mean... I would have to say that uh, Cherry is probably the, f the uh, one of my favorite characters of the podcast. You. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, especially I was talking to Tisha about it yesterday. I was like, Cherry keeps telling us to not put her in dangerous situations and we keep doing that anyway. So it's like, no wonder you don't trust us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also can't help but trust you because you're adults. Obviously adults know what they're doing. <laughs> Oh, also, in case anyone hasn't noticed, Cherry Chapo um, is a kind of like a chapeau as hat in French. Her name also means like red hat. Oh, I didn't that's catch cute. that. I, yeah. Very, oh, that's I didn't think that was a thing. Does she wear a red hat? She has a red like, cloak. Like Red Riding Hood. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, I love that. Okay. That's clever, yeah. That is very clever. Oh, finally, the French. <laughs> <laughs> and then Christopher, like, tell me what you what, what what is florals in spring? Okay, so I actually don't know a lot of this, so I'm gonna guess some of this. Florals Great. in spring is a half elf, elf, human. I don't think I'm right yet. You're not. Just at keep all. going. You'll get it eventually. Half orc, uh, high elf, oh. drow. Uh, no. Water channel, see. Baby Yoda, you look kind of <laughs> human. Are you not human? Nope. Well, you're a Fey Wanderer. That one's right. <laughs> and probably like a, a split with a uh, wizard or a rogue. I literally have a bow in it. Florals has big hair and a small hat, glowing eyes, and Calistar. Yes. I looked it up. <laughs> Fuck. I was never going to get there. <laughs> never. And you think I'm a wizard, queen? <laughs> <laughs> you know you you're a ranger because of the the big bow, which makes total sense now. Oh, what's the name of that bow again? Uh, that one is Mark Jacobs. Is the name of yes. the bow? Um, actually, I wish I would have named Mark Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so funny. <laughs> but no, you're wrong. Prada. Yeah, great. So Florals in Spring is a Kalashar Ranger, Fey Wanderer, <laughs> with his trusty bow, Flora and Prada. Uh, he has been to the Feywilds. I think he was like abducted as a kid. And, Whoa, twinsies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how he got all of his knowledge. He played with the Fey folk and they used to play lots of tricks on him when he was a kid, which caused him to like make, he knows so much about fairy, fairy folk and Fey folk that he now actually like knows how to kill them very easily. Um, oh, so my God. His, <laughs> they are his chosen prey. Um, he has never actually killed a fairy person, um, but he knows the ins and outs of fairy culture. And um, he is slim, petite, like five foot even, and like 80 pounds soaking wet. And This is a skeleton. Yeah. He's, traveling around with a... Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of emotions he acts on instinct very much but he's also very smart um which is why he thought he could kill a dragon by himself there was a whole there was a whole plan there but we're gonna get into that later any hoodle that's florals in spring arch nemesis of randa pastorly if you haven't figured it out it's all a play on the devil wears prada and um yeah that's it lovely i was very close to that 
You nailed it. Like, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a really good explanation, Chris. Yeah. And Thanks. then um, my final question uh, that I have, and then we'll move on over to Christophe. What's your oh God, no moment from this campaign? Okay, my oh God, no moment. Honestly, it just happened. And I'm still kind of regretting it because it literally just happened at our last recording where Humphrey was so focused on running away that we just left Cherry behind. And oh. I, like I was the only one left with Cherry, so I really should have helped her get out of there. But also Cherry has like 80 health, which is my max HP. So I think she'll be fine. Hopefully. What, uh, what about you, Cherry? Like the oh god no. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it all has to do with the Black Dragon. I think they're all going to be related to the Black Dragon. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and I yeah. was like looking back and I'm like, wow, we actually did pretty good. Florals was right. And then I'm like, wait, no. We all almost died and the dragon is fine. <laughs> like, The dragon is missing one eye and I'm going to take out the other. You killed a kid, right? I killed one of the dragon eggs, yes. There you go. See? And now we won't have any problems. What about you, Tisha? My first moment like that was probably when florals stabbed himself with that dagger oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah that was my first moment and then yeah the like when we were all running away and realizing that cherry was left alone and instead of edith saying humphrey watch out for cherry she said, Cherry, watch out for Humphrey. Yeah. I don't know. The The stabbing of the eye while nobody was in the same room was another one of those moments. And the destroying of the egg was a second, was a third, fourth, fifth. I'm not sure. <laughs> a lot of it track. has to do, yeah, a lot of it has to do with florals or florals and or Humphrey. Like when we went into the bar and... Humphrey came in and opened up the box with the sausage in it. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I have another oh, God moment. I forgot about when we were in that diner of, like, that person that we met, uh, Rory, I think. Oh, Rory? The one who bothered you. The one who was like, I don't know if I were like a tuna and cheese in the mud. It was the fucking worst. And then we started to leave. And we got out of the restaurant, and then Tisha was like, actually, I need to go back in and say something to him. That was my oh god moment of, like, we finally got out, and then Tisha was like, actually. <laughs> Ew, in the dairy world. The dairy that was world. really funny, but oh my god, sensory hell. I was just <laughs> imagining. Like, I don't have a very active imagination, Chris, but I don't know how you described that world. Because you just triggered every single cell that I have left. <laughs> you and your flesh rats. Flesh rats. Oh, no, not flesh rats. Oh my god. Chris, what about you? What's your uh, oh god no moment? I mean, nailed a lot of them. I think it's any episode that we start where I have an exact plan as to where we're going to go because you guys said you were going to do it and then you guys don't. (laughs) The one that's coming to mind is after the drag competition you were like, yeah, we're going to go to the fairy world. That's what we need to do next. And out of nowhere it's like, we're going to break into Veranda's office and steal everything. What now? (laughs) <laughs> oh, but I needed my stuff. Yeah, I n- didn't plan for it. Didn't didn't know Veranda had an office, but we sure found one, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> and I got all my stuff back, which makes me an asset to the group, which is why y'all can't leave me behind or get me killed because y'all need my stuff. 
Uh, how about you don't get us killed? How about that's a really good first step, and then we can try not to get you killed? <laughs> yeah, we're not the ones putting you in danger. You're stabbing yourself and stabbing dragons. Dragging us these dragons. The self-stabbing was something. That, I was like, okay, let's roll this damage. <laughs> I will have to say that for me, because of my character and the fact that he is very explorative, like he loves to explore, he loves adventure, and he loves learning my oh god moment is anytime there's i am met with something new and interesting because i feel like for the sake of my character i have to do what he would do but at the same time i'm like i'm really about to mess up everything and i like i shouldn't do this just because it's for my character you know like to stay in character but at the same time i'm like also like this would be really funny like what if i did just wipe the entire party you know like <laughs> like i'm so quirky <laughs> so um <laughs> so God, yeah you're I, a terrible person <laughs> or like i'm like you know it's it's a dagger it clearly does a lot of damage and why not like what's the worst that could happen you know like let's let's do it for the laughs so i'll stab myself yeah and so yeah the thing is the thing is even with you making those decisions with your character you you have us to kind of back you up to at least edith right so edith is a cleric right i feel oh you know what i feel like i take advantage of the fact that i know you're going to heal me afterwards <laughs> until you slap me to death and right then... <laughs> Oh. That was Brandon's fault. That was Brandon's fault. Yeah, sorry for telling a joke, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Didn't realize it was such a serious podcast. <laughs> we followed the rules, damn it. But yeah, uh, that's that's all the questions that I have. We can move on over to Kristoff. Well, this kind of plays into when I, my first question. What is the obsession with the dragon? Why is this dragon so important right now? So we made promises to people. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the first part. We made promises that we were going to take care of this dragon. This dragon is interrupting a lot of people's daily lives. People are getting killed. And we need to take care of it so that people in this fairy world can continue to be great. You know, we're the heroes, so we should be heroes. Even if that means that we all die. Yeah, I think that it, the dragon and going along with it is more of a, well, somebody really wants to do it and then I can see the positives of it. If we take care of this dragon or fulfill our promise to the tree guy, we will have some sort of standing at least to get what we want for the rest of the campaign. You know, I can get why you wanted to kill the dragon. It's just, I really think we needed more than five people. <laughs> I'm just saying that they did it on Vox Machina, so we can do it too. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think I've been pretty clear with Humphrey that he does not want to fight this dragon. But like, if we don't fight the dragon, like we're not keeping our promises. I didn't make these promises. <laughs> Sometimes you accept quests that are above your level, and you just got to do them a little later. I don't play video games like that. I'm not going to play D&D like that. Like, like, I, 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 I already have a plan of what I'm doing next to make sure we can take care of this dragon. But it's yeah. explosives. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like I'm taking out its eye and then I'm blowing it up. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We're in a mining town. As long as Cherry doesn't die. I think that's the big thing. We left that last episode on a cliffhanger and we don't know what's going to happen to Cherry. Oh, my God. We do. I, fingers crossed have enough hit points left like fingers fingers crossed <laughs> only chris knows literally two hits and i'm the tank and you guys are all right like have like literally half the amount of hit points that i do 
when I took out florals with the acid breath, I was like, I have a real shot at a TPK here. <laughs> this actually yeah, might happen. For... I'm glad. I'm glad you decided not to to murder all of us. Yes. When Edith said, when she was hinting that she was gonna dimension door, I thought she was gonna take cherry, and we were leaving florals. I thought she, demise. I thought she was gonna do that too, honestly. And I was so prepared to start making my new character. Right, I was like, okay, you grab Cherry and I'll fucking zip out of here. But nope, that was yes. probably one of my most shocking moments. Why did you choose me over Cherry? Because you were the most hurt. You needed help the most. That's why. In that moment, you needed help the most. Is this love potion still having like lasting effects on you? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. And it's not... I think that I said in an episode before as to why we need florals in spring at his most mentally well. Yeah, but your your justification was that he has the most knowledge of the of the fairy world. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Cherry's lived there her entire life, and Humphrey spent like forty years there. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, well, remember that Cherry only really went to like two different towns. She didn't explore everything else. Yeah, and Humphrey was kind of living in the forest. Where there were towns, you just didn't find them. Yeah. He lived with, like, a. there was a backstory thing. He lived with a bunch of elves that, like, worshipped cookies and stuff. It was cool. Yeah. She sees a value in his intelligence, in maybe not his wisdom, but in his intelligence and his capacity to understand things and figure them out. And she feels like we're going to need... Maybe not the way he walks into situations and just does whatever the heck he wants to, which she does admire, but she thinks that he is necessary to get done what she wants to do, which is to heal Humphrey. And does I think Florals has a whole bunch of drawings of the fairy godmother and has a bunch of information on the fairy godmother yep. that we don't have. So that was her reasoning because she needs, she feels like she needs florals. Because I am an asset. I feel like people who are assets don't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I am an asset. She would, she would sacrifice florals for Cherry or f- for Humphrey. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. But she didn't think that they were in danger if they could run and get away. That makes sense. Okay. Actually, that goes into my next question. So are you playing your characters the way you intended to initially, or has there been some change or evolution in how you're playing them? For Cleo, I actually feel like I am now playing my character the way I wanted to. At the beginning, (laughs) I felt like the stuff that I wanted to do, like it was between me and Humphrey for the hijinks of the episode, (laughs) because it was me trying to like make sure Humphrey didn't do the things that I had planned for florals to do. So you just beat me to the punch. And uh, now I feel like Humphrey's new storyline with him possibly turning into a, with them possibly turning into a cookie has opened the door for me to do things like stab myself with a knife for science, gouge out a dragon's eye because I see the problem and I want to take care of the problem as quickly as possible. Someone who has friends who are like working their way through like a master's degree and stuff like that, totally understand the everything works theoretically, no hands-on practical experience. Oh my God, beautiful. Like a, like, yeah, like a manager 
at a restaurant who hasn't served a table in like 20 years but tells you how to do all this stuff yeah <laughs> that's me it's me just going about science with worthless abandon i'm terrible that's what i am i'm a terrible person <laughs> and i love it <laughs> really invested in knowledge i think is the way they say it <laughs> But yeah, that, that's it for florals. I think that I am finally able to play florals the way that I really wanted to. I also really enjoy how florals from far away looks very fashionable, gorgeous, well put together. But then you get closer and you're like, man, this person hasn't slept in like four days. <laughs> A train wreck. You know what I mean? Probably like written notes on them. <laughs> like in Selvia somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, there's just like marker on my hands from me writing like scribbles. That's very florals in spring. So yeah. I think Cherry is a lot less scared than I thought she'd be, if that makes any sense. I also remember kids are, they don't have a lot of like object permanence. I mean, like they don't know how to think into the future quite yet. I think it's, it's kind of fun to play that. Someone needs to kick me. Let's go. You definitely aren't afraid. Yeah. You definitely don't seem afraid anymore. You seem to be at least hesitant to situations, but you're still like, yeah, okay, let's do this. Yep. And I think like the first couple of days and this weird new world, she was like, I'm a little girl in a weird new world. She's like, hey, I know what I'm doing. And I'm bigger and stronger than everything else here. And she's, she's back. I think the dragon is a little bit of a loop for her, but I can't wait to see what happens. I was planning on playing Humphrey as like a huge downer. I thought he was going to be like writing his own poetry and very much dragging the party down. But he's kind of turned into like a no thoughts himbo, just pure doing whatever his heart desires. And then as soon as their gingerbread side takes over, they it's just about violence. I thought the gingerbread side was going to be like happiness. And then their human side was going to be like, well, not human. Their elf side was going to be like it, depression. Oh, Interesting. This dynamic definitely works. What about you, Tisha? You wanted to be kind of like the motherly figure of it, right? Yeah, I think that I thought she would be a lot more protective of Cherry than she is being. She is being protective of Cherry, but I thought that I assumed she would go more on the side of caution for most things. And she doesn't, she seems to just be following the leaders, like following whatever Humphrey and Florals want to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I think that I'm playing her a lot more close to how I imagined her than not. And then I ever did Benny, for sure. That is kind of interesting because I figured Edith would be kind of the party leader as well. And Humphrey would just follow behind his older sister. Same. With Edith's, Edith's personality of being the world's best and having that confidence. I thought, honestly, I'm going to be real with you. I thought you and I would butt heads a lot more. like it would be like you're the logic and i'm i'm also the logic but my logic is like for other reasons you know Mm -hmm. and so we would just argue about why we need to do things and yours is clearly like for the good of the party and mine's for like science yeah i thought that that's kind of how she would be played but i think i'm falling back into what i did with benny where i kind of lead from behind a little bit yeah like going along with all of this, but then using these experiences to change our minds later on. Okay, I got you. I, she has voiced her dissent. She has voiced dissent mm-hmm. at a few of the things that we've done, but is 
ultimately going along with it and now will be saying, okay, see how that was a terrible idea? Let's put a little bit more thought into things next time. <laughs> and then we'll start standing her ground a little bit more when it comes to some of the terrible ideas or at least pushing back a little bit more than she has because now she has proof to show that your ideas are freaking atrocious so Always. you're the parent that lets the kids stick the fork in the electrical socket and you say now what did you learn yeah exactly learn yeah. no let him touch the stove see what happens <laughs> i mean <laughs> whose whose parents didn't do that though right okay because like all of my siblings are like this. Mm. Off-topic personal thing. All of my siblings are like this. And babysitting my younger brother routinely was, okay, I have to go stop Jacob from lighting matches downstairs in the basement next to the sawdust pile. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. My mom would get calls from, like, my 13-year-old, like, my 10-year-old brother. Katie's not letting me use the bench saw. It's really unfair. <laughs> <laughs> well, honey... <laughs> <laughs> yeah why were you so mean to your siblings no right <laughs> she's oh. also she also her religion plays into a lot of what she does and her decision to let people do whatever it is they want to do right because she's that's your motto after all right yeah yeah that's if she stops somebody from doing what they want to do then what does that mean for her what does that mean for the rest of the world uh-oh. She's very much of the mindset because I want to. Because why not? Because I can. Could that turn into a contradiction in the future? If she loses her religion? Well, could. not necessarily it sounds like, like a potential crisis. Uh, yeah, not like a lose religion. Yeah, but a crisis no, for sure. If she if she goes against that, then yeah, like if she starts deconstructing the because I can, the because I can side of her religion, then yeah, that's going to affect her cleric abilities oh my god because that's exactly what florals in spring is doing he's like because i can edith in the spotlight losing her religion <laughs> yeah because like because <laughs> e, uh, florals in spring is very much giving you the princess from shira adora no 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 the one who is all technology based and doesn't realize that okay. she's like hurting people <laughs> for what she's yeah that's giving florals in spring and she's like why not yeah. Okay, I love this. Oh, juicy drama. It's going to make for a, a good rest of the season, and there's a lot still to go over. You've barely been in the fairy world. You've visited a couple places so far. And I really am enjoying, now that we're in the fairy world, the whole, okay, what actually is the fuck up with the fairy godmother? <laughs> know what I mean? I... There are people in the world who are like, Oh, she's big and powerful, blah, blah, blah. The king needs to watch out for her. And then there's other people being like, she's just some like senile old woman living in the woods. Like, Right. And that's the thing that I think that's why me and Brandon were butting heads so much on the idea of the fairy godmother, like of, of like him being on her property and getting cursed. Because I was taking it as like the fairy godmother was like a good person just trying to protect her people. And I think, Brandon, I'm not trying to speak for you, but if the, my idea was that you thought that she was, like, just a crazy old lady. Yeah, I think Humphrey kind of sees her as, a like, a domestic terrorist that no one's acting on. And right. that Edith, or not Edith, that Florals possibly sees her as, like, a power in this world and a figure in the community. It, are we on to something there, Chris? Uh, yeah, there is 
there's definite intent that there is uh, different opinions of the fairy godmother. And I'm trying to give you guys just enough clues in each place to get you to continue the story. Well, mission failed because now we're fighting right. dragon. <laughs> mission failed also because you're not letting florals and spring be right. Like, well, just let I'm me not be saying right. who's not right. I mean, there are clues leading both ways. That's the problem. Just let All me. All I'm right. saying is one of us has been to the fairy world before. Me. <laughs> Yeah, Carrie. Yeah, all three of us. <laughs> well, I meant between me and florals, but I guess both of us have. Yeah, I I have dead flowers in my hair. You're going to have dead uh, something else in your hair soon, too. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, so we're in the fairy world, and you guys are going over something that I wanted to talk about, which is kind of the clues you've been given so far, which is that people are going missing from the fairy world and being transported into another world. Big problem. You also know that the fairy godmother has her house is surrounded by people who have transformed into cookie or baked goods forms. So there's a some sort of barrier around her house. Scurvy is also dead. We don't know oh, who yeah. killed her. We just kind of stopped wondering about that, huh? About who? About what was going on with Scurvy. Why Scurvy dead? Oh, I mean, I assumed we would figure out more in in the fairy world. <laughs> Must be the dragon. See, oh, and dragon. that's why Florals of Spring wants to kill the dragon. There you go. No, because it it was people with daggers, right? We found a dagger. Mystery solved. The dragon had a dagger. <laughs> she was killed using magic, so you know it was someone that has magic that killed Scurvy. You know there's a couple people from the other world that know magic, but here in the fairy world there's quite a few. So you know that people can go back and forth, so your suspect list is a little wide but you know some people aren't like rory doesn't know anything about magic so kind of cross him off your list that's just what you want us to do oh my gosh could you imagine his <laughs> final like boss speech oh no it's all for the ham cheese and tuna it is for the ham cheese and tuna oh, okay well i have to go home i have to go away <laughs> you also were given uh some clues for some lucrative loot to find and i've been dropping hints in almost every episode to try and help you along the way too but so far nothing okay can you make better hints then I l- uh, uh-huh. isabella valencroft told you where cherries is i don't even know who that is the the yuan yes yuan tea yes with the sassafras cheeks boat untarnished are we talking about the the clues we got Yes. Tight spot, untarnished, moisture. And I've been giving you little here and there. I'm not expecting to figure it out during this episode, but you have all the knowledge of Cherry's clue that maybe you can help figure out what yours mean too from that. Okay. For a reminder, the clues were 79, tight spot, untarnished, moisturize. Maybe I really do have to stop playing this game drunk. I need to be sober. Because you probably say stuff and I'm like too drunk to even like listen. Oh, I definitely intentionally just dropped answers, thinking I wouldn't be heard. And so far, I'm I'm getting very bold, though, because ever since the drag show where listeners have figured out who left the flowers. Ooh! They found out who left. And yeah, and and, and I did. I I still don't know. As as soon as I was able to get away with that, I've been much more bold with how I've been giving you clues. And I'm just very happy that I'm going to get to, like, unfold this all at some point. He, well, no, we're, just we're so fucking... dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so is that going to be a new rule for us now? Like, we can't play this game on any alcohol or substance? That's not contributing to how much I don't remember things. <laughs> I mean... Uh... Do you remember where your yours is, Cherry? Do you remember where uh, Isabella told you to look? Oh, I have it written down somewhere. 
Okay. Through the notebooks in the other room. The ocean? No. <laughs> no. Somewhere in the water. Mystery solved. This is hysterical. It's in the in-game notes. Oh, it is? It is in the in-game notes. I just looked it up. Well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I, I think we should maybe re-listen to the, to the podcast. <laughs> I do. I listen to the episodes. Ah! Do you? Yes. This, I don't. This last episode, I gave you yours. Well, you gave me mine? Yeah. And I'm completely sober when I listen to the episodes, too. So I'm just missing everything. Uh-uh. This is foolery. 16, I think, has yours, Jonathan. 16? Oh, my God. Wait. Right. It's when the dragon said, I have 79 eggs. <laughs> I don't think oh, that, that happened. When, that's when it happened? Okay. Oh, my God. I feel like an idiot. Can we go to the next question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you guys, if, if listeners, you have figured anything out or can help them out, giving the clues from the podcast and on our social media, let them know. We're so dumb. Uh, well, okay. Here's something that's going to make you guys feel so much smarter. Uh, I have put together a little role gay role play quiz. This oh, is gonna have the yay. opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't gonna be good. Uh, so no, no, I've got some softballs in here that I think will be okay. What's Katie's character? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do a wager? What's the wager? If I get more rate than Jonathan, then we have to kill Florals. Oh, okay, <laughs> Turn him into okay. a cookie. Um, I'm actually also here for that. Um, I was going to say whoever gets the most points between all of us gets a level up. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, not clearing florals in spring? Okay. What? Let's do both. Okay. <laughs> gets a level up and gets to kill florals. I'm down to put a level up on this. <laughs> but not kill florals. Thank you, Chris. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel the love in this chili tonight. You guys don't even know if Cherry's dead yet. I'm not going to kill two of you. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I want to lef- I want to level up. Okay. If we're doing it for level up, we'll make it fair. Well, just send it to me first, and that way I can verify that that's your answer, as opposed to you heard the answer from somebody else and changed yours. <laughs> so send me your answer to this question, and listeners play along. What is the name of Edwin's bar? We're going all the way back to Windblown for this. This is maybe episode two or three or four. What is the name of Edwin's bar? I have no idea. I asked Mark all these questions and he got one right. Nice. My God. And I just re-listened to it. He was also not here for some of these questions. Okay, yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I just don't know. <laughs> just passing on it? Yeah, I'm passing. I'm just gonna say right. pass. <laughs> Tisha, you got it right. What's the name what's the answer? The prancing horse. Yes. <gasps> I know it was like the gallop or something. I just couldn't think of the other words. You got thirsty horse. Yeah. I wrote the stable. I'm making my own <laughs> podcast here. There you go. It's the VIP area in the bar. Yeah, I'm going to call oh. it the mentally stable. That's good. All right, well, that's one point for Tisha. Is she going to get the level up again? Jonathan, Brandon, Katie. I forgot I had to keep score. Okay. You don't even need to write our names down. Just write down Tisha's. Right. <laughs> All right, question number two. What is Hogum's surname? His actual surname. And I think we should all try and say this. Is surname like last name? Yeah. Jonathan, what's the answer? McGogol. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Hogan McGogol. And Brandon Tisha had the same idea. Sally Ride being his mom. Yeah, I took his mom's last name. <laughs> Hogan Ride. What did you say, Tatey? Dick Cheese. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's right. She gets a half point. Hogan Dick Cheese. 
Question number three. This was only mentioned once in the podcast, so I'm we're really reaching here. What is Anamik's cat's name? Anamik has an orange, like, tabby cat, I think. No idea. I'm not even going to try on this one. <laughs> oh, no one's even close. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, my gosh. I really wish I would have gone with some of yours, Jonathan. <laughs> Amy Pond, no. River Song, no. Simba? <laughs> Marmalade, no. How many guesses are we getting? I mean, everyone's just sending me stuff at this point. Mr. Snuggles. Oh. Puss must scratch you. Puss must scratch you. Oh, no. I don't think we're going to get there. Peanut. Cat's name was Peanut. I was going for mittens. <laughs> mittens. <laughs> All right, this is one where we can get some points. The four of you were in the murder mansion. I'll give you one point for each one of these questions. Who was the first to die, and how did they die? I'm just wrong. I'm going to be wrong on all of these. Oh, I don't remember their name. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> oh, that answer just says I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what it is. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yes, guess. Oh, Katie said it was the annoying dude during dinner, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He deserved it. I would have done it myself. Okay. So all of you, well, so Brandon, Tisha, and Jonathan all got the method correct. It was by an arrow. So I'll give you each a point for that. And Brandon said it was M. Tisha said it was G. (laughs) And Jonathan said Lord of the Mansion. Was it M? Was it G? Was it Lord of the Mansion? It was G. Now that I've seen G, I'm questioning it. I have M. I think it was M because it's Maya, wasn't it? No. Because it... it was like Mara and Anamik was initially the thought. Yeah, but... I have no idea. It was a letter. I'll give you both a point since you guessed a letter at least. <laughs> no, because it was G. I am um, the only one that gets the point. <sighs> Mark it down. We both get points. We're both equally right. <laughs> All right. I'll give you both a point for now, and then we will figure it out at the end. I will go back and check. Whatever. In the windblown campaign, what was the queen's favorite snack? Girl. This was decided by Patreon members, and we made a thing about it. Yeah, it was gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon and Tisha both got it right. I don't know. Any of these. <laughs> uh, are you guessing, Jonathan? I don't know. Okay. Well, I can say, Katie, it's not pickled cherries. <laughs> No, it was squid ink lollipops. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, you lost me. Each episode title is a quote from that episode. Who in the cast has been quoted the most times for episode names? Oh, man. In the last hundred episodes, who's been quoted the most? This started because of the uh, first episode, Come Out of the Closet. I mean, this can't be me or Katie, right? Uh, so no, it's not Brandon and it's not Katie. Actually, Mark is the smallest with eight. Katie and Brandon have both had 12 episodes. But I see I... that none of you thought of me, which is fine. <laughs> I actually came in third. I have 17 episodes that I'm quoted for. And between Tisha and Jonathan, there's 20 for one of them and 18 for the other. That is close. Ooh, that's close. And it's actually Tisha. Oh, I thought it was uh, me. Yes. I thought it was me. I thought it was me, too. I have one final question, and there are six points available for it. Oh, God. 
Jesus. Name your opponents in the mayor's manner. <laughs> Four of you, six other people that were invited into the house. I'll give you a point for each name. Man. Oh, this is embarrassing. We spent like three or four episodes on that talent show and introducing you to the other talents and what they did. Oh, in the mayor's mansion, I was doing the... In the mayor's manor, not the, oh, murder, mansion. the murder mansion. In the mayor's manor. Oh. So after the talent show, who made the, the top ten? There was the four of you and six other individuals. Oh. We could have done the, the murder mansion too. But that would have been too easy. There was a theme there. Oh, my God. Jonathan. Mm. Am I right? Is that one? You know that name. That's that's the episode I'm talking about, yes? Yes, but... Wh- <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Oh, man. A lot of you are saying the same thing there. Oh my god, I can ex- I can even tell you about each of these characters. I just don't remember their name. Right. That's what I'm getting from some of the answers. I'm very impressed with what Brandon's putting together. There's I just I can't remember his name. Technically with one of my answers, I named seven <laughs> contestants. So that's all the points right there. I forgot there was seven of them. Yes. Uh so Tisha and Brandon both got the seven Stevens. Both of you remember Bob, the contortionist? Okay. Tisha and Jonathan both said the French lady, the French girl. Oh, her. And I Daisy. Daisy. Daisy is who it is. Brandon got Daisy. that right. She was a part of our party for a while, guys. I right. a... Yeah. She's the only one we should have remembered. I've had a lot of vodka since then, my love, okay? Like, things have changed. <laughs> That's fair. Tisha remembers that we made an effigy of one of them. Brandon remembered that was Emma. Dang. Ima. She made her shoes talk. Ima. And Brandon, you remember that there was a dude dancer that Daisy hated, but the name escapes you. Yeah, I don't know his name. It was the oh, it was the person who was voted out at the mayor's manor. His name was Clive. Hmm. And of course, Tisha and Brandon both remember that he existed, but uh, the guy you left there, Notton. Notton. Oh, Notton. Because he's not important. Yeah, yes. I can't remember. Ugh. I wrote like... The one we left in the dungeon a long time ago. The guy in right. love with the mayor's daughter. The poet we left in the dungeon. Well, uh, so the results of this quiz and a, I, well, we can't say a level up quite yet, but the results of the quiz are this. Katie was here and we appreciate you showing up. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Jonathan came in third with two points and Brandon and Tisha both have eight points right now. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> they can both have a level up. Level up, level up, level up. Like, just make it even. What level are we now? Nine? Ten is a big... No, we're level ten, honey. Yep. Or what if they, like... What if Tisha and Brandon are just feeling so generous that they offer us their level ups? Because we try to. Yeah, what if? I just feel like charity is very much in the line of both of you as being brother and sister, you know? Yeah, when I think of you, I do think charity. For sure. I'll kill you. (laughs) one of you was wrong about also i may have cheated we don't know what that guy's name is. that's true i think it's m i do think it's m oh then brandon's the winner look at that (laughs) morning after nature's pocket it was way before that get your own parfaits i closed my eyes that's where it is get your own yeah yeah heart and soul poor benny never got to sing that i know 
Now we need I, a side campaign that's just Benny's travels to get somebody to duet sorry. Heart and Soul with her on the piano. Ferris wheel. So I'm also going to live with myself to 11 because I did well. So. <laughs> Okay. Wait, hang on a if, second. If you guys decided it doesn't matter, then I will not tell you the answer, but I did just find the answer. I would like to know the answer. The correct answer is M. Fudge. Oh. Never mind. I don't want to know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody everybody levels up. That's everybody my, levels up? Yeah, that's I think my so one. too. I, for, wait, hold on. Wait, Great. wait. Hold I on. like that. What just happened? You said however she wants. Yeah, she everybody, everybody levels up. Yeah. Also, she gets another cool <laughs> iPad. So now I'm level 11. This is so crazy. I'm bringing back Joyle. I'll kill you. <laughs> I think us having to deal with Dairy World, we should have got two levels and we only got one. So this is only fair. Uh, sure. You know what? For our 100th episode, let's everybody get level up and have fun with it. This Yay. is bullshit. I won. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> The power of friendship. Oh, the power of friendship. <laughs> friendship, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, we all just survived that dragon experience. No, not yet. Did we all survive, Katie? Did we? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that... I'm really wishful thinking. I'm trying to think the life I wanted to existence. Well, and also I'm pretty sure that Florals died. So. Yeah. Yeah, but not to the dragon. Oh, I revivified him. So he, so florals, they were on two deaths on their death save, and then Edith slapped him. Into death. Yes. Into death. Also, I just want to say that now that I'm level five fighter, I can uh, get a second attack. So I hit twice per attack, and now I get four hammer hits Ooh. per hit. Ooh. Boom. Well, I was going to say, since you did technically win the quiz, Brandon, why don't you just take an extra level as that way you get an extra level, but everybody gets to level up too. Haha, I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's that or giving you a wish spell, and I'm not doing that shit again. Oh, oh that was God. so fun, though. I'm just going to give it away to the first person. <laughs> oh, yay, Flores. <laughs> I wish the dragon did. New Benny. Oh my God, that would be a good one. I wish the fairy godmother and the dragon killed each other. I love this. <laughs> well, we will find out all the new stuff that happens with your characters on the next episode of Roll Game Roleplay, and we will find out if Cherry survives. If not, Cherry, you can start at level two instead of one. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> so happy. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us for 100 episodes. It is crazy that we've reached such a milestone. We are so proud of this show and so happy to have listeners like you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade and on Twitter at Chris the DM. I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. I'm Brandon, the winner and also the smartest person on the cast. You can find me at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay <laughs> on TikTok. I'm sorry I didn't hear you. I was leveling up my character. Hi, my name is Katie, and uh, I went to Vancouver recently, and everyone in the RGRP Discord will be seeing pictures about it. So definitely join if you haven't. And hey, I am Jonathan. I play Florals in Spring, and you can find me on TikTok at Groundbreaking33 and Instagram at Eugene underscore J90. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Bye! Bye.
an RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.